0: All right, we're going to try and reconnect with Vaughn Palmer. While we do that, I'll just remind you, uh, we have a contest happening today. Another four-pack of tickets to see Carnival del Sol coming to Vancouver. Fingers crossed the weather is going to be okay for this big festival. It's happening at Jonathan Rogers Park in Vancouver, the biggest Latin American festival in the Pacific Northwest. And so we're giving away those tickets a little later on in the program. All right, let's see now if we have connected with Vaughn Palmer. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Jill. Sorry I was a bit vacant there.
0: (laughs) Old guy, you know, wearing out. No,
1: no, Anyway, no. excuses, excuses. <laughs> let's talk about
0: health. Yes, so let's do that. All right, we're talking family doctors, but also BCGEU. We talked about this uh, yesterday. Uh, we now have a bit more information. It's a bit, a bit strange, isn't it, that we have yeah. the, the fine points, the details of this?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, the first thing you have to say is when they start bargaining in public, you know the talks <laughs> are in trouble. So,
0: yes. <laughs> a little
1: while ago, the union, uh, BCGEU, was unhappy with the government's last offer, so they leaked it. Uh, said, look, look what they're offering us, you know, uh, not keeping up with inflation, it's a pay cut. So the union took a strike vote and the government said, okay, well, let's go back to the table and we'll talk again. And the government put in a new offer. Last week, very encouraging, the union came back with a counter offer, And as you heard yesterday, because you had Stephanie Smith from the union on, the talks broke down. So now the government has leaked its its own offer. So I guess it's not a leak when the government puts out a release on it. But Essentially, what's happened here is the government has put out what it was offering, really reaching past the union leadership to the members, they hope, and to the public to say, you know, this is not a bad offer. What do you think? So, as with any offer in a complicated bargaining unit and contracts and all that, there are some nuances, but Uh, The executive summary is the government is offering in the range of 11 percent increase over three years a twenty five hundred dollars signing bonus so sign now and you get twenty five hundred dollars up front and uh, a little bit of inflation protection uh, one percent in the last year if inflation exceeds a target so It's certainly a better offer than what the government put on a while ago. Uh, The union says it's still not good enough to keep up with inflation. But as I say, um, other than the fact that both sides have now agreed that it should be a three-year contract, which is a move, it was going to be two from the union's point of view, Um, there's still a gap here, and as I say, Jill, they're bargaining in public, so that's never a good sign.
0: No, and and obviously this has been put out there, don't you think, that people are going to look at this, people who aren't perhaps in a public sector union, and think, well, hold on a second, 11%, that sounds pretty good, and uh, a signing bonus, um, others aren't getting uh, raises in that range, and uh, the government kind of wants that support.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, Jill, Uh, and an NDP government with its ties to organized labor... Um, you know, which are longstanding, and uh, is always going to be wanting to assure the public that it's not giving away too much. So the the offer plays two ways, right? When the union comes back and says that's not good enough, well, that's not the worst thing the government could have the public to hear. The other n- nuance here that I think is important: this offer includes something we've not seen very often. So over the years, public sector settlements tend to be just straight percentages, 2%, 2%, 2%, 2%, for example, or 3, 3, and 3. This one includes, uh, in addition to the percentage increases, uh, 25 cents an hour. And that matters because at the low end of the pay scale, you know, there's an old line in bargaining, you can't spend percentages. At the low end of the pay scale, $0.25 cents is fairly significant, an hour. $0.25 cents an hour may not be such a big deal if you're in the high end. And so that allows the government to say that at the low end of the pay scale, we're actually offering 12%. So they're reaching out to... Um, I guess the, the workers that are most pressed by inflation, uh, the the people that, uh, in the NDP's mind, need the most help, and they're offering them a bit more. So there are some nuances here. Partly the announcement, you're right, Jill, was pitched to the public, but partly the announcement is the government trying to eh, bypass the union leadership and get the members going, well, you know, $2,500 signing bonus, that might make a pretty good boost in the family budget. To uh, go back to the knots, the decade of the knots, 2006, Carol Taylor offered um, a fairly big, she was then finance minister, she offered a fairly large signing bonus to public sector unions, and most of them were quite happy to take it. Uh, she got settlements, uh, depending on which union you're in and where you were, uh, the uh, bonus was uh, a fair amount of money, um, about $4,500 in current dollars. So that's, uh, that was a pretty good offer. This one isn't as good, but it's still a bigger signing bonus than we've seen for a while.
0: All right, so we'll have to see if they continue bargaining in the public. Uh, Let's talk about family doctors as well, because this is back in the news. Yeah,
1: You know, when this was announced a few weeks ago, the government announced it, it, I have to say it sounded like an inspired idea. So what the government did is a shortage of family doctors. They made an offer to this year's graduating class of medical practitioners that if they would go into family practice a $25,000 signing bonus, and an offer of relief on student loans. So it got some attention, got some coverage, and people, well, at least they're thinking, right? Uh, The bad news this week, uh, the uh, two doctors in the province who represent medical residents say no takers. 175 graduates, and so far none of them have signed up for this offer. And they say, and this is an interview with Cindy Harnett at the uh, Victoria Times Colonist, the piece they had on their front page this week. Um, the the doctor representatives for their medical residence, Jill, say, um, the medical residents, Joel, say the offer is still not good enough because there are still too many uncertainties around family medical practice and whether or not it even has a future in British Columbia.
0: And you got to think, too, with an offer like that, a $25,000 bonus, the loan forgiveness, like you said, if, if that's not even enough to kind of sweeten the deal, clearly there are much bigger issues.
1: Yeah, you're right, Jill. I think it really, what it ends up emphasizing is just how difficult the economics are for family practice. So we've heard interviews this year from medical graduates about why they're not going into family practice. And the things you hear again again and again is... They talk to family practitioners who are getting out of family practice, going to these salaried jobs, moving to clinics. So they're hearing all the reasons why doctors are giving up family practice. And the two biggies, and you hear it again and again, overhead costs, including rent, staffing, everything, $100,000 a year just to run the practice. And second of all, the paperwork imposed on family doctors by the bureaucracy is just staggering. You hear again and again doctors and their spouses spending two or three hours a night dealing with the paperwork. And, of course, they don't get paid for that. And the basic fee for a visit, $30 or whatever it is it's in the range of $30, you know, I mean, I've used the line. Other news organizations have used the line. Some doctor said you couldn't get a plumber on the phone for 30 bucks, and yet Mm. doctors are expected to deal with. And, you know, it's all very well, Joe. You know the rule. You'll see it. Only one problem at a time when you go see the doctor. But family doctors have a relationship with their patients. If the patient has multiple conditions or two or three issues, they're going to end up talking about it, and they're not going to get paid anymore for dealing with three problems instead of one. So I think what you're seeing here is – Family doctors know, or people who may go into family practice know, that the government is changing the whole model for care. So you invest in family practice and set up and maybe buy some other doctor's practice or set up one of your own or eat all these overhead costs, and two or three years from now you discover that, well, the government doesn't really think the family practice medicine has a future anyway. It's in transition. So... Um, yeah, it's it's disappointing, I guess, certainly to the government that there were no takers on the offer, but I think what it really does is what you said, Jill, it underscores just how troubled the system around family practice is and people asking openly, does it even have a future?
0: All right. So on that note, Vaughn, we'll leave it there, and we will check back in with you tomorrow.
1: Bye-bye, Jill.